I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. A-Rod and I host a show called The Deal, and it's all about the intersection of sports, business, and culture. Recently, we got to sit down with Stephen H. to talk about something a little different for him, his business. If I had to crystallize where business came to the forefront of my mind was when I got fired in 2009. There's a difference between making money and learning business. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. First things first, this is about truth-telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what No Mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah! This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breathtaking A move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy, coming at you as I love to do every single week, at least three times a week. Wherever you can find your free podcast, feel free to look for No Mercy. Feel free to subscribe uh, to No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. We're here in my studios, thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Oh, my goodness. I've waited a long time to do this particular podcast a very, very long time. In the interest of full disclosure, before I get into anything else, let me first say Chris Rock is a friend. I've known Chris Rock for years. We've been friends for years. He's a huge, huge, very, very knowledgeable NBA fan. And obviously, uh, that's where our connection began. He's a great brother. He's been a great comedian for years. And what happened to him last year at the Oscars was one of the most disgusting things that I've ever seen happen in all the years that I've been watching television. It was so egregious. It was so bad what Will Smith did to this brother. 
slapping him on stage at the Oscars with millions upon millions of people watching and then screaming at him from his seat on several occasions, keep my wife's name out your bleeping mouth and all of this other stuff. I'm going to reveal a couple of things. When that happened, I had instantly gone on social media and I was like, please don't tell me I saw what I just saw because it wasn't clear in the immediate moment whether or not it was a joke, it was a skit, it was something that happened, all this other. It wasn't clear. It wasn't clear at all. But I suspected it was as real as it evidently ended up being. And to watch Will Smith do that, let me go a step further. There's a guy by the name of Charlie Mack. People in the know know who Charlie Mack is. It's my brother. Love him like a brother. That's my man. And for years, he was a bodyguard of Will Smith's. He's a close confidant of Will Smith. He loves Will Smith more than life itself. And he picked up the phone and called me because He thought I was going to be on the air the next day, but I happened to be on vacation that week. And the reason he called me, he said, compassion, Stephen A., understanding, mercy. He said, this brother has been doing this for 35 years and never slipped up. This is the first time he ever did that. And I can tell you right here, right now, that's the primary reason I didn't come off vacation just to dedicate a show to go in on Will Smith. On first take live on national television. That, 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 that's the only reason. Because Charlie Mack called me. Because I thought what Will Smith did was that egregious. And I was literally en route to vacation when we were watching the Oscars. And that happened. Even my teenage daughters called me and said, Dad, did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? They couldn't believe it. Because they know how much I love Will Smith. I only had the pleasure of meeting Will Smith on a couple of occasions in my lifetime. I interviewed him before his movie Concussion came out years ago. Will Smith has always been class personified, one of the best people you could ever meet. And as stunned as I was, I was so appalled. Boy, were folks lucky I wasn't on the air the next morning. I almost call, I almost decided to come off vacation to just pop on the air just to address that subject. That's how egregious it was. My heart went out to Chris Rock because it was so incredibly embarrassing. But my anger and my disgust towards Will Smith extended beyond Chris Rock. Chris Rock was a given. First of all, as Charlie Murphy, the late, great Charlie Murphy, God rest his wonderful soul, said with his brilliance in comedy, you know, doing the whole Rick James thing on the Dave Chappelle show, you know, you don't slap a man. So that was bad in and of itself. But to me, it resonated far deeper than that. Because... Ladies and gentlemen, 
a black man was producing the Oscars for the first time. His, his name would happen to be the great Will Packer. See, we talked about it, but we talked about it in passing. We didn't address it with the fervor and the passion that it deserves. A black man had never had the opportunity to produce the Oscars. This was the first time. And Will Smith didn't just show up there because of the Oscar that he was scheduled to win because of his phenomenal performance in King Richards. Playing the father of Venus and Serena Williams and chronicling and highlighting and depicting their upbringing and his mission to make them two of the greatest stars in the history of sports. And in Serena's case, the GOAT. It was about what he had to endure and what he was willing to endure to get them to that point. And Will Smith depicted that in brilliant fashion, and there's no question that he was worthy and deserving of the Oscars to win an Academy Award. But that wasn't the only reason he showed up there. That wasn't the only reason Denzel Washington showed up there. That wasn't the only reason Tyler Perry showed up there. Questlove was going to win something himself. That wasn't the reason he showed up there. You had people in abundance, black, white, and beyond, that wanted to witness the Oscars because it was being produced by a black man for the first time. And Will Packer put on a sensational show, cementing for all of us his greatness as a producer. And all the work that he put in and all the things that he had to oversee. The music, the performers. Everything was his responsibility. You have any idea the resistance he faced? You have any idea what he had to go through to make sure that Oscars was one of the greatest, which it was. And by the way, Restored ratings after years and years of dipping in the ratings. Will Packer did that. And barely any of us got to talk about it because of what Will Smith did. So outside of slapping a man, outside of slapping a black man, he also tainted the moment for Will Packer. And I'm sure the calls came thereafter and he apologized for what he did. And I'm quite sure Will Smith was sincere. But it didn't stop him from accepting the Oscars. It didn't stop him from being up there crying, giving a speech during the Oscars. It didn't stop him from being seen partying with this family hours after knowing what he did. Now, had it been me. Ladies and gentlemen, I would have did the same thing Chris Rock did. Because as Chris Rock highlighted last night on his Netflix special, Saturday night on his Netflix special, which was live, by the way, and he did a sensational job. And the people that he had, they came out in abundance. You knew they should. The comedic community showed up to support Chris Rock. It was a clear, flagrant condemnation against Will Smith. 
from Arsenio Hall to Leslie Jones and everything in between. Deion Cole DJing the whole bit. Seinfeld and Dana Carvey and Wanda Sykes and the list just went on and on. The comedic community showed up and showed out to support Chris Rock. It was not a good night for Will Smith. It wasn't a good weekend for Will Smith. It ain't going to be a, a, a good few months for Will Smith. And even a year later, in fairness, with complete understanding about his history and what he's meant to all of us and what have you, the bottom line is it shouldn't be. What he did was that bad. But even with all of that being said, to slap a man, to slap a black man, to do so on national television, on international television, in front of the global community, there are certain things in life that are unforgivable. That's one of them. Now, that's not for me to feel that way. I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about the public. I'm talking about if you're Will Packer and especially if you're Chris Rock. Not to say that Will Packer feels that way because Will Packer, I've seen him on several occasions in the last year. He's doing just fine. And he doesn't have a negative word to say about Will Smith. And I hear him. Chris Rock's another matter. He went in on Saturday night. No doubt he's going to make money from this. The whole Netflix special and all of that other stuff. He deserves it. And for those of you who sit up there and point that out, I would remind you he could have made money by simply suing Will Smith. He could have had Will Smith arrested. Think about that. You have certain comedians that were on the record saying they would have sued Will Smith for $200 million. Not to mention the fact you had others that said they would have had him arrested on the spot. And he should have never been allowed to go on stage to receive his Oscar. And guess what? I can't say any of them are wrong. I can't say any of them are wrong. That's just my opening salvo. There's a lot more to get into. Because Chris Rock said a lot. And not just about Will. But about Jada too. I got something to say about that as well. Stick around. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to No Mercy with Stephen A. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? You know it's bad. You know that Saturday night's live special on Netflix with Chris Rock was personal and it was emotional because Chris Rock actually messed up a joke. 
He brought up the movie Emancipation instead of bringing up the movie Concussion. We're talking about how Will Smith went from making a movie called Concussion to giving him a concussion. He actually messed up his joke, which Chris Rock has never done in all the years that I've watched him. It was serious, and it needed to be. Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you a list of the names that made sure to speak on behalf of Chris Rock and his greatness as a comedian and what he brings to the table. These are just some of the names. Wanda Sykes, Bill Maher, Paul McCartney, Arsenio Hall, Jerry Seinfeld, Matthew McConaughey, Rosie Perez, Jimmy Fallon, Kevin Hart, Sarah Silverman, Ice-T, Adam Sandler, I mentioned Dion Cole, J.B. Smoove, Ali Wong, Amy Schumer, David Spade, Dana Carvey, Leslie Jones, especially with Leslie Jones at the end. She said Rock was in his samurai mode. Arsenio Hall talked about how it ain't going to be a good night for Will Smith. Talking about watching TV, he's probably going to slap his TV. And Chris Rock went in. Yeah, there was a lot of comedic genius that he put on display. I love the part when he talked about selective outrage. He said, I'm talking about the kind of people that play Michael Jackson, but play Michael Jackson songs, but won't play R. Kelly. He talked about selective outrage. Good boy. Laughed. It was kind of brilliant. Talked about an addiction to attention being the thing that's plaguing America in this day and age. He said, we used to want love. Now we want likes. He's right about that. He's right about that. Talked about the four easiest ways to get attention. I wrote this down. Show your ass. Being infamous. Being excellent. And the last part, being a victim. He said the emergency rooms are filled with paper cuts. People adopting the role and embracing the role of victim all the time and made sure to point out he's no victim. Now, I beg to differ. He was victimized last year at the Oscars. There's no question about that. I beg to differ on that. But he has every right to not want to label himself that because he ain't crying and going into a corner and all of this other stuff. Again, he could have sued Will Smith. He could have had him arrested. He could have prevented Will from being able to go up on that stage and accept his Oscar. Accept his Oscar. I don't say this kind of stuff because I'm not an advocate for violence. Although I follow a Malcolm X creed more so than I follow the Dr. Martin Luther King creed, God rest both their wonderful souls. Although I'm prone to think eye for an eye and all of that other stuff, the society that we're living in today, the times that we're living in, I, 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 de I definitely think more than ever before, we should be adamantly against violence. We truly should because the world has lost its, its, its mind. But if there's ever an individual that deserved to have their ass kicked, it was Will Smith. And when I bring up what I would have done and I said I would have done the same thing as, as Chris Rock, I'm saying that I would have done the same thing as Chris Rock while the cameras were rolling. The second we go to the commercial, it had been on. 
they'd have been cops, they'd have to separate. Somebody had to stop that. There's no way that Will Smith is leaving that building without a confrontation. Win, lose, or draw. There's no way he's leaving that building without a confrontation after doing something like that. And I think I speak on behalf of 99% of the men that I know, black, white, Hispanic, and otherwise. It was that egregious. And I think that it's important that we bring that up. Now, obviously, that last part about the four easiest ways to get attention, being a victim, I love the line that Chris Rock brought up when he talked about the emergency room being filled with paper cuts. And then he talked about the January 6th insurrection in 2021 and how you had white men trying to overthrow the government that they run. I thought that was hilarious because it is true. It's true. If there was a black person out there, I didn't see him. I'm not saying it wasn't. I just didn't see him. White men trying to overthrow a government that they run. I think that's a line that's going to stick with us for quite some time. Having said all of that, and of course the line about when the Snoop Dogg become Morgan Freeman, all of that was funny, but in the end, no matter what comedic genius he put on display as he was talking about these things, you found yourself transfixed on the screen because all you wanted to hear was what he had to say about Will Smith. Will Smith has done phenomenal work throughout the years. He's been an incredible role model. I personally still love Will Smith. But I haven't been able to watch anything that he's done, past or present, since he did what he did. I got to change that because Antoine Fuqua is my brother. I love him to death too. And that brother producing Emancipation and directing it, I'm a huge, huge fan of his. He's done sensational work throughout the days. Training Day, all the Equalizer movies, Antoine Fuqua, you know, the terminal list with Chris Pratt that was on a Prime Video, if I remember correctly. He did, a, he, he executive produced that with Pratt. Antoine Fuqua's special. And his work deserves to be seen. And so I'm going to have to watch Emancipation with Will Smith, but I haven't been able to watch anything since he did what he did because I thought it was that egregious. And if there was anything that ever took us back as black people, I thought it was that moment. Now, obviously, there's many other things that have happened throughout history and throughout life, recent history, that is, and all that other stuff, but this was that bad. This was that bad. And the comedic community showed up and showed out to support Chris Rock last night. They were making a statement. It wasn't just that Chris Rock did what he did. They came together as a community to make a statement against Will Smith and what he did. And to be protective of the comedic community. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. Because what Will Smith did was that bad. But when he went in, when Chris Rock went in on Will Smith, First of all, Chris Rock calling Jada Pinkett out of her name, using the B word on several occasions, he clearly wasn't playing. And in this day and age, in the sensitive times that we're living in and what have you, this is one of those moments, ladies and gentlemen, that everybody got to step back and take it. He was the one that was slapped. He was the one that was slapped by her husband. 
Chris Rock was making the statement that she instigated it. She played a role in instigating it. He definitely called Will Smith the B word because, again, without calling anybody any names, because I'm certainly not calling Will Smith or Jada Pinkett Smith that, but the bottom line is, is that, yeah, we've been cheated on. People have been cheated on. People have been betrayed. Chris Rock is absolutely right about that. Most of most people have. Absolutely true. But we don't get interviewed by the person who cheated on us and have that put out for public consumption. The whole entanglement thing. And the reality is that's the position that Will Smith put himself in. And whatever Will Smith was going through inside of his head Ultimately, if you read between the lines of what Chris Rock was saying, if the B word doesn't apply to Will Smith, then the E word does. And that E word is emasculation. Because it's entirely plausible that the reason why Will Smith was in that moment and he was going through what he was going through is because of the emasculation he experienced at the hands of his wife. Now, I am a Jada Pinkett fan. I love Red Table Talk. I think she's done a great job with that throughout the years. And by the way, I think she's a good actress. Now, did she achieve the level of success that Will Smith? Of course not. We get all of that. But it wasn't like she she wasn't talented. And when she speaks and articulates her positions on a plethora of issues throughout the years, she didn't make sense. But we've spent so much time talking about Will Smith that I thought it was enlightening that last night, Chris Rock made it a point, or Saturday night rather, Chris Rock made it a point to talk about her every bit as much as he talked about Will. He lumped them together. Because the reality is, we all have. We just didn't want to say it that much. Because you don't want to talk about another man's wife. And I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to do that. I will never sit up there and, and insult and denigrate Jada Pinkett Smith or Will Smith. I'm simply pointing out that Chris Rock had a right to. Because what Will Smith ended up doing was primarily because of Jada. And when Will Smith came out weeks later and did his somewhat of a mea culpa and talked about reaching out to Chris and when you want to talk to me, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. He made it a point to praise and thank his wife, who most people think played a significant role in him ultimately melting down the way that he did and doing what he did to Chris Rock. Again, I don't know. I've loved Jada Pinkett Smith for years. I wasn't the one that was slapped. I'm not going to sit here and act like Chris Rock. I'm saying Chris Rock had a right to do what he did. No one else might, but he did. And if you Will Smith, 
you're in an impossible position because to me, the only way anybody's ever going to accept any genuine mea culpa from you is if you acknowledge what led you to doing what you did. And that's the fact that embarrassment, humiliation, and emasculation has touched you because of certain things that happened with your family, which to me is nobody's business. And that's really the point. It's nobody's business. The only reason we get to comment on it is because, as Chris Rock pointed out, it was all over social media because y'all publicized your business. I'm the first to tell you, mind your business. Your private matter is your private matter. It's not for us to comment on or judge. It's private. But when you make it public, then it becomes public consumption. And that gives everybody the license to get at you about it. Chris Rock went in, called Will Smith the B word, called Jada the B word, went off. And by the way, I thought he also made a very valid point. And this is where I part ways with Jazzy Jeff, who I love and I've known for years. Jazzy Jeff, in the immediate aftermath last year of Will Smith doing that to Chris Rock at the Oscars, stated publicly, Will just lost it. He would have done that to any, anybody. That's a lie. I'm not saying Jazzy Jeff is lying. I'm sure he believes it. I'm telling you, I believe that's a flat out lie. Will Smith wouldn't have slapped 50 Cent like that. He wouldn't have slapped Dwayne Johnson. He wouldn't have slapped Jamie Foxx. He wouldn't have slapped Jim Carrey. He would not have slapped Ricky Gervais. He wouldn't have slapped Dion Cole. He wouldn't have slapped Eddie Murphy. He wouldn't have slapped any of these people. Now, maybe there's a history with Will Smith and Chris Rock that we all are not alerted to. All we know about is how Jada wanted Chris Rock to boycott the Oscars because Will Smith didn't get nominated for an Oscar for concussion. According to Chris Rock, we don't know if there's more to it than that. I don't know. I'm not speculating. What I do suspect, and I think I know, and we all know, that if it was somebody Will Smith's size, if it was somebody that, dare I say, was a bit more thuggish, if it was somebody that he was worried could retaliate and do more harm to him than he could do to them, would he have done that as opposed to a dude that's 50 to 60 pounds lighter than him? I think we all know the answer to that. Chris Rock went in, and I don't blame him. He was absolutely right. I'm going to tell you what this all means in the end for Chris Rock and for Will and for Jada. Before I get on out of here. That's next on No Mercy with Stephen A. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? There's certain things in life that you just don't get to overcome. You can move on. Will Smith's still going to make money. 
He's still going to make movies. He's still going to be considered great. But make no mistake about it. No one will ever forget this. And his career and his life will never be the same. Because that was the violation. If you're Jada Pinkett, at the end of the day, respectfully, I'm not one of those people that's going to disrespect Jada Pinkett or anything like that. What I would ask you to understand is this. There are people that saw Will Smith laughing until when, when, when Chris Rock made the joke about G.I. Jane that prompted all of this at the Oscars last year. There were people that saw Will Smith laughing until he saw you, Jada Pinkett Smith, and the facial expression that you had. And there are people who view it and say, you know what? You could have stopped them. You could have grabbed them. You could have ran up in front of him and like, don't do this. There are people who are saying that. Universally, however, there are people who are saying this. Every truth doesn't need to be told. The interview on Red Table Talk with the whole entanglement issue, and I ain't getting into all of that. That's your business. That issue that happened. Yeah, you might have needed to have that discussion. Did Will need to have that discussion in front of everybody? What about him? Part of the appalling, aghast feeling that everybody had was also from shock. Not just because of what happened, but because of who did it. Nobody in a million years would have expected Will Smith to do that. He is class personified. He is a good dude. I don't believe for one second that Will Smith, that his worst moment obviously defines him. I believe to some people it will, but I don't think that's him. I think the Will Smith we've been watching all of these decades, that's Will Smith. That night was an aberration. But when your worst moment is something that does harm to you, that's totally forgivable and everybody can get past that. When your worst moment is something that does harm to other people, in this case, Chris Rock and Will Packer, it's a different kind of problem. Now, I know brothers that swear by Will. Jazzy Jeff, Charlie Mack, Antoine Fuqua, just to name a few, Denzel, just, I mean, the list goes on and on. They swear by this brother. And those are all phenomenal men. I trust their words. I know pastors who've spoken up for the character of Will Smith. Ladies. Cats in Philadelphia where I worked for 17 years. Will Smith is a good brother. A good man who's done phenomenal work and deserves... I support. The problem is, it's hard to give it to him when you did what you did to Chris Rock and Will Packer. 
And I actually think that Chris Rock's special last night is going to go a long way towards Will Smith actually being able to resurrect himself because we've heard from Chris Rock. Chris Rock may never forgive him, and I don't blame him. His brothers may never forgive Will Smith. I don't blame them. But the rest of us, who knows? But it really, really starts with Jada Pinkett Smith in this sense. Keep your private business private. Because as men, many of us sit back here saying, you don't have to emasculate this man. Him sitting down in front of you for red table talk over your entanglement issue was a form of emasculation. That was none of our business. None of it. And it goes back to what Chris Rock said, our addiction to attention. We used to want love, now we want likes. Is it really that important? It's your husband. He's made gobs and gobs of money. You're set for life. You have your own career, your own aspirations. I've seen you in the Matrix. I've seen you in Girls Trip. You did a phenomenal job, Jada. Phenomenal job. See you in Girls Trip. You can act. You have talent. Red Table Talk. I mean, that's been winning for years. Every truth doesn't have to be told. Certain things are none of our business. And that, along with a plethora of other things that have happened that are none of our business, may have prevented the meltdown if they were never made to be any of our business. As it pertains to Chris Rock, I'm proud of my brother. He's been through a lot. He did not deserve what happened to him. And Will Smith is very, very lucky. Chris Rock could have sued for so much money, Chris Rock would have never had to do a comedy show again. Could have had him arrested. He could have completely ruined Will Smith's night at the Oscars when he won the Academy Award. And I don't care about Will Smith being banned from the Academy. Please, Will Smith probably didn't want to be there anyway. Will Smith's not one of those guys, from what I hear, that does that even wants to be there. There's no punishment for him to be banned from that for the next decade. But if you Will Smith, think about how. Big time is as big time as emancipation is. That's what I've been hearing. And I'm going to watch it because I love my brother Antoine Fuqua. Think about how much bigger it could have been had that incident not happened. Think about that. So he gives his speeches and he talks to people and he shows up and he received, I forgot which award it was just a few weeks ago. Major props to him. It's all deserved, but nobody cares. Right now, because the residue of your transgression still resonates with all of us. Chris Rock did what he does. Reminding us once again of his comedic brilliance. 
Leslie Jones did her thing, teeing it up. So did Arsenio Hall. And by the way, any black man, Trevor Noah, one day hopefully me or anybody else that happens to be black who ends up doing a late night show, an automatic tribute paying homage to Arsenio Hall is a mandate. I loved how he showed in 1989 how Chris Rock came on. He he introduced new talent and brought Chris Rock out. That's something I would do. I'd bring new talent on because I'd want to create opportunities for people like that. I love that. But all the people in the community, community, white and black, standing up for him the way that he did. Bill Maher, one of the great ones, pointing out the riveting, substantive commentary that Chris Rock gives while not losing his comedic genius along the way, even in these woke times that we're living in. Can't say enough. In the end, what it really, really comes down to is the fact that Chris Rock did his thing. But those last few minutes when he was talking about Will Smith and what happened and Jada Smith, ladies and gentlemen, that wasn't comedy. Chris Rock was not playing. He meant every word he said. And he was right. He was right to do it. He had to do it. He earned the right to do that. And I hope the lesson that we all learn from us, because this is no mercy after all. You don't have to know sports to know mercy. Let's think about the harm that our actions do to each other. We can talk about meltdowns all we want to, all we want to, but in the end, it means you're succumbed by and overcome by your emotions, your feelings. If Will Smith didn't want to think about Chris Rock, how about Will Packer? Chris Rock was going backstage. Will Smith could have confronted him backstage. He could have confronted him away from the cameras. The viewers would have never known the difference. You would have heard some story about what transpired backstage, and that would have been that. He didn't have to do what he did in front of an international television audience. But he did. And Saturday night proved that as scarred as Chris Rock was from the whole ordeal, it's nothing compared to the scar that has been left indelibly on Will Smith. Let's remember that lesson and do everything we can to avoid meltdown. Until next time, y'all. I'm signing off with Stephen A. No mercy. Peace and love, everybody. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. A-Rod and I host a show called The Deal, and it's all about the intersection of sports, business, and culture. Recently, we got to sit down with Stephen A. to talk about something a little different for him, his business. If I had to crystallize where business came to the forefront of my mind was when I got fired in 2009. 
There's a difference between making money and learning business. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far... I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.